it inside. She'd have to move it again. Taking the feeder down meant letting the cat win, and Maureen hated that. But it wasn't fair to make the neighborhood birds pay the tab for her pride. Eliminating the cat, which Maureen knew damn well she couldn't stomach, was the only other option. Besides, punishing the cat for doing what it was built to do wasn't fair either. I'm the person, she thought. It's my job to be smarter, to find the high road. She was sure a situation existed where cats could be cats and birds could be birds and everyone could go about their business in peace. She just had to find it. She set the feeder on the counter, silently promising to get it back outside in a cat-proof location as soon as possible. She couldn't let the situation linger. The birds needed her. Winter was coming. On her way to the bedroom, she paused at the calendar hanging on the kitchen wall. For a full five seconds, she let her eyes rest on the picture above the black and white grid of dates. The outer banks at sunset. A vast pink and orange sky floated over the sea like a clean sheet floating over a bed. Silhouettes of seagulls hovered over purple water flecked with gold. What island was in that photo? Not this island, she thought, that's for sure. It's not cold, gray, late November Staten Island. Well then, boo-hoo for you. Her eyes dropped from the picture and she found the date. Who was playing the bar tonight? Full house. Okay, at least there's a decent band. A great band, really, on the schedule. Old-school R&B, large crowd, older crowd, liquor drinkers, top shelf. That meant good money, possibly great. All she had to do was get there to make it. She walked into the bedroom where, arms crossed, she surveyed the contents of her closet. Two days ago, she'd organized it. Work clothes, hanger after hanger of black on the left. Real-life clothes on the right. A few skirts, tops, dresses. Twice as much black as color. A depressingly accurate portrait of her life. She slid her hands in among the blacks and examined her options, listing her selection criteria in her head. One week before rent. Her maxed-out visa. And the electric bill was due yesterday. She pulled out a thin sweater and held it up. Tight and nearly see-through. Long sleeves, but cut low at the neck and high at the midriff. With her free hand, she pinched the collar of her T-shirt and peered down. Already wearing the black bra, sweaters a go. She put it on. Now, where was I? Business, she thought. This is business. I need to make three hundred tonight. She tossed a brushed leather skirt, very short, extremely short, onto the bed. Let them think she looked like a slut. Probably did already anyway. She made $400 in that outfit last time she wore it. Can't hurt to leave some room for error. Service would be surly tonight, she could tell already. Maureen stuffed the skirt, plus black leather flats, black stockings, and her apron into her knapsack. She slipped out of her running shorts and into a pair of jeans. She paused for a quick look in the mirror. 
Her nose glowed red and raw around the false emerald stud she had punched through it a week ago. It was cute. It really was. A good birthday present, no matter what her mother said. A nose ring? I gave you money for something nice. For Christ's sakes, Maureen, you're freaking twenty-nine years old. Be an adult. You're almost thirty. Yeah, I'm an adult, Maureen thought, leaning closer to the mirror. And I bought jewelry for my birthday. And it looks good. So leave me alone about it. If only it would heal up already. Really ought to put some powder over that red. Then again, why bother? The dim lights of the bar hid a multitude of sins, red noses being the least of them. Hopefully the black circles under her eyes would disappear as well. Christ, she was exhausted. Her nose twitched. Something smelled stale.